Bonanza, featuring reviews of horror flicks, both old and new. It's best that you take the load off yourself, no freaking else, and let's get right into the show. And now, for your host. Once again, much thanks to my creepy intro guy for bringing me in. Greetings and much frightening salutations to all you podcast listeners, and welcome back to the ongoing horror movie extravaganza month. As I am the master of ceremonies, the Western Wonder, I went out for a lengthy hibernation period, but I'm back with another film to spotlight. Another installment to a well-known franchise, that is. If you have to say this movie's killer's name five times, then you better be ready for the consequences to come. Candyman is his name, and double-hooking naive and stupid people is his game. I'll return my review after this quick spell you may know as... A trailer. Uh, hey, uh, ma'am, th- there's bees around you. Just don't lose your skin like that woman did and be kind to the bees. This is where it all began. The story of Candyman. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. Hands, hands, hands. They beat him, tortured him, killed him right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He been innocent. So he's real? Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman, you ask me, stay away. I feel really connected to this story. God. Right here in this neighborhood, the legend started. Uh-huh. And the legend is, if we say his name five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Candyman. Black people don't need to be summoning. Don't. I dare you. Don't say that. Say his name. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say his name. Candyman. Anthony? Anthony. Anthony. You okay? Anthony. What the hell is going on? This neighborhood is haunted. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real. He chose you. He has purpose for you. Tell everyone. You to the neighborhood. You should say it. Candyman. Say his name. this regularly scheduled podcast. As always, there will be spoilers ahead, and certain aspects of the story will make sense if you've seen the first Candyman movie from the 90s. If you haven't, I'll be intertwining a similar theme within both old and new takes. Now breaking down the plot, to the best of my ability. The story revolves around a man named Anthony played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. 
definitely not a junior, folks. A talented artist based from Chicago, more specifically a now demolished housing establishment known as the Cabrini Green, who gets entranced with the lore of Candyman, for better or for worse. And what I mean for worse, I mean that a lot of the people that he interacts with daily, including his girlfriend Brianna, played by Tiana Paris, don't believe in the Candyman story. Except for one particular neighbor named Billy, played by Coma Domingo, who tells an old story to Anthony about his running with an old man named Sherman Fields, who sported a fur coat that could have perfectly fit in a exploitation flick. Sherman appeared from a wall of the laundromat and attempted to pass a few pieces of candy to young Billy, who, understandably, screams and alerts the authorities of his presence within the walls. After a false accusation is thrown to the frightened Sherman, the police brutally beat the old man to death and can apparently have his soul summoned through the form of Candyman, basically meaning that you have to call his name five times. Personally, I would not recommend doing this after watching this movie, so you're running at your own risk. After a while, Anthony notices changes happening to his body after a beast stings him, and eventually gets the horrifying realization that he's becoming a yet another form for a Candyman. Will he break the curse of the Candyman form, you may ask? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's impossible, really, but an interesting transformation throughout the film. Candyman, uh, the modern version, as a whole, has a balance of positives and negatives to pick apart. Starting with the negatives. 1. Not enough blood and gore in this movie compared to its predecessor, or predecessor, since it's a franchise. I don't exactly know the decision behind the lack of blood in this movie, but that was a bit of a disappointment compared to the first Candyman, where the hook madman was ruthless, unapologetic, and left the blood bath wherever he went. Well, at least in the places where he struck blood. I mean, gold, at least. It could be endearing that this film doesn't rely on heavy gore for its grotesque aspect of it, as the most cringeworthy and skin-crawling moment, or moments, are doing Anthony's transformation into a Candyman figure, especially when he has to pick apart dead pieces of his skin. Oh, he needs some milk. Not a pretty sight at all. Kind of reminiscent of another movie I reviewed last October called The Fly, where another character goes through a grotesque graphic transformation, yet his demise is definitely more dark and depressing than that of Anthony Mann. But check out that review when you have the time. Anyways, another negative. A lighter note compared to my past issue was the Candyman format. While interesting in perspective, the idea of multiple Candyman forms lead to a lot of plot holes and unexplained connections in history. And what can that cause for certain viewers? Confusion. The movie with a short run time feels a bit rushed at times and the stories of each Candyman don't get the proper breakdown. But then again, that could be me. You might enjoy it regardless. Another minor tidbit that I wanted to mention that got a slight frown from me was the ending with Anthony Man and the Bees. I'm still trying to figure out whether they were CGI or not. I mean, OG Candyman had to deal with real-life bees and got paid thousands for any stings attained while shooting, so why not be daring and rehash that scenario? Now, there's a couple of positives that some people may like, and I'll mention two noticeable bits. One, the performances the cast brings on is very well, especially that of the characters that are portrayed by Mateen II and Domingo. They definitely keep the energy of the movie going. Maybe another factor as to why the time went by so fast? While I also like the return of one former cast member from the first Candyman film, that person being Vanessa E., not L. Williams, who portrays Anthony's mother here, there's not enough Tony Todd as OG Candyman, as I'm afraid he's reduced to cameo form in this film. 
Another positive that I'll add is the artsy aesthetic of this movie, like something out of a Spike Lee joint, which I'd mostly say due to the film's social commentary. And with that in mind, you'd think it was Spike Lee producing this and not the super talented Jordan Peele. But is the artistic feel enough to give it a higher rating? Mm, not exactly. Candyman 2021 gets a good enough rating for me. In the miracles, an 8 out of 10. And on the blood meter, a 3 out of 5. While the movie boasts strong performances and artistic themes, plus a punchy commentary about the social ills that still goes on today, the film felt like a step down on the blood scale, and as mentioned, rushed and incoherent with the multiple Candyman plot. If you like artsy-themed horror films that aren't too gruesome, this one may be just for you. Or if you like horror films with a message but a lot more gore, the first Candyman may be just for you. And that concludes this review and yet another entry on the horror movie extravaganza. Next up are some older horror movies that have yet to be remade, at least that I know of. Those movies being Hostel and An American Werewolf in London. If you've seen either of these movies, you'll be able to distinguish which one is the goriest of the two. To stay tuned for those review releases and more, subscribe to the podcast via these following platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, and many other platforms that you could find within the link in my bio featured on my social media pages. On Twitter, follow me at reviews underscore western, or on Instagram, you can follow me at westernreviewsofficial. Or you can follow me on both. The choice is absolutely 100% yours. I hope you enjoyed this review, and I hope that you'll be popping in for a spell on the next review. Western Wonder, signing, and buzzing 